yeah, I was holding my phone and I jerked it at the last second and it blurred the picture. <laughs> oh, I can play with that. <laughs> Bill is spending too much time talking about his package and jerking it. <laughs> you, you don't think I can make a cold open out of that? <laughs> oh, yeah, you can. I get your cold open right here. <laughs> yeah, you do. I mean... <laughs> Back to the bin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Back to the Bins. I'm Paul Spataro, and we are here for part three of our Daredevil Black Spectre retrospective. So as with parts one and two, I am joined by Dave Weeder. It's like I never left, except I left. You did, but you didn't. Yeah. I, I never and left in my heart. It's like when Harry leaves Hogwarts. He's not really going home. <laughs> I'm just always there with Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody else was feeling lonely, so we got Dr. Bill with us today. I just kind of Lenny and squeaked my way in. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> How you boys doing? I'm tired. How about you? <laughs> I'm tired, too. Bill, are you tired? Nope. All right, so you're going to have to carry this show, because Dave and I oh, are tired. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. We're going to lean on you. Hard. When we're not strong. Oh, I was going to say that. So, we already covered the first four issues of this six-issue story. And if you haven't listened to those, rush over, listen to them, and then come back. We'll wait. Bill, have you listened to them? Um. Yeah, 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 yeah no, yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've read them, but I haven't listened. No, time travel, man. Time travel. It's like you're not even dedicated to the show. I don't even know you anymore, man. I mean, forget the idea that these episodes haven't even come out yet. By the time we're recording this, I expect more out of you, Bill. I guess I'm I'll sorry, have to. Bill. I guess I'll have to access that bug I put in Paul's house and listen to the recordings <laughs> no, uh, no i'll nobody, confess i helped i helped plant the bug sorry anybody, Paul. anybody who's taking either uh sound or or video from a, a bug in my house is going to be mighty bored <laughs> exciting things don't go on here that's why we took care of the car too there you go full curses foiled again <laughs> so uh so we, we got, I mean, we're just kind of picking up where we left off, and let's just see, where did we leave off? Last time around, we did Marvel 2-in-1 number 3, and then we went on to Daredevil number 110, and how did how did 110 end? That was the man, the Mandrill had revealed himself, he fought Yeah, and he got away. And then he left, and Daredevil was saying, I gotta go get him. Pretty much that's Curses. about it? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so we pick up from there in issue number 111. Correct. The July 1974 issue. I caught my cue. You're good. You are good. <laughs> we got a cover by Ron Wilson, bus driver. That's an obscure reference for those that have, have seen Sky High. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the light bulb went on. 
the cover here is, shows Daredevil above the entire entire wow above the Empire State Building. We have Daredevil hanging off the side of the dirigible by his Billy Club line. He's battling the Silver Samurai, who doesn't look like the Silver Samurai I remember. I was going to say, is this the same Silver Samurai? It is. This is when yep. he was first introduced. Oh. He was but more, more a, better, a beefy... Big, he got a better helmet, at least. Almost a faux Asian at that time. Like, you, you, you didn't even have any confidence that he was Asian. And I, at least at this time, I had no inkling that he was a mutant. No, because he went through that. He was in, I think, Spider-Woman. And I know, I know he's basically Claremont used him a lot. So he showed up in Luke Cage because I remember Misty Knight was familiar with him. Mm-hmm. But he's he's hanging off the ladder on the same airship and the samurai's taunting Daredevil and his blade is striking the Billy Club line, which is going to send the man without fear plummeting to his death. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hey, guys, it's the Empire State Building. Remember We've that. been there. <laughs> Yes, what do we yeah. think of the cover? I like it. Uh, it's not great. It's kind of typical for the era. I, I I don't like the separation of the title from the picture. I never like when they do that, or I rarely like when they do that. I think it's kind of cool that you added Shanna instead of the Black Widow on the uh, on the trade mm-hmm. dress at the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, I think everybody's, I think everybody, the two characters are well drawn. The perspective is pretty cool. I'm not sure exactly what Daredevil is swinging from up there. Well, he's got the Billy, I, I assume the Billy Club line is catching like a seam on the metal dirigible. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's almost like he's, it might be a no prize. It's almost like he's asking to be killed. Well, he is the man without fear. Kill me. I dare you. He I'm not nothing. afraid. <laughs> I think I'm afraid. I'm not afraid. So, mile high man. Wait a minute. How is the sky his element? Yeah, I, yeah, I wondered that too yeah. when I first read it. And and for Mister Sky is the element. Why are you letting your left leg dangle in in, in midair like that? Yeah, and it doesn't I mean like he's not the sky of... samurai. No, the ladder You'd think goes with down. That metal, he'd be pretty he- heavy. I don't know that I would trust the ladder with that much crap on me. The lighter, the better. It almost looks – he must be pretty lithe and, and able to balance himself well because he's just got one hand holding on. He's just got one foot. The other leg is just kind of, you know, aloft, and he's swinging that sword. Uh, you know, he's he's asking for it himself. I was going to say, he's, 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 yeah, he's asking for it. He's next. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I I would have much rather seen what Gene Colan could do with the same concept, but I'm biased. I'll fully admit my bias. Definitely would like to see what Gene Colan would have done with it. I'll take what Gil Kane might have been able to do with it. But I still don't think it's a bad cover. You know, no. Maybe it, it, it effectively gives you the peril. And it is kind of a scene that we're going to get anyway. Yeah. So, it at least relates to what we have in the book. Yeah. Which is a perfect segue to the title of the story, which is Sword of the Samurai. Hey! Re- Oh, sorry. <laughs> we can't even do kung fu fighting. Uh, but this story was written by Steve Gerber with pencils by Bob Brown. Bob Brown, no relation to Murphy. Inked by Jim Mooney. Lettered by Tom Orzachowski. I can't believe I just did that correctly. And colored by Linda Lesman, not to be confused with Les Nesman. <laughs> sorry. These, this tape is walls. 
So opening up the synopsis, Daredevil is in the room of Shauna the She-Devil at 3 a.m. Huh? Actually, he's just there. falling to, sh- to the ground. Oh, humanity. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You, you know, you should come in a little bit. Shannon's Shan Shan got like this sexy lingerie on, and that's mm. more clothing than she normally wears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and like the cats, are, it's and the like, cats hold, are blocking the view. Hold, hold on. Let me go put on my normal daytime clothes. She's going to take stuff <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, the cats are blocking the view, and I, uh, I always think of Johnny Carson and Jaja Gabor. When she asked if he would, she had a cat on her lap. Would you, would you like to pet like my a, pussy? Yeah, what if you'd move that damn cat? <laughs> <laughs> so he's in the room at 3 a.m. and he's not there to pet the cat. Uh, he's there to share how he met the Mandrel, leader of the Black Spectre, and they plan, you know, basically to overthrow the U.S. where we left off. And when Daredevil leaves Shauna and her uncle, Chief O'Hara, Begora, I beat you, Bill. I knew you was coming. He comes under a surprise attack from a formidable Silver Samurai. Well, he's fairly formidable, I guess. Chop. <laughs> uh, Daredevil is aided in his fight by Shanna and her jungle cats, and they manage to make the samurai retreat. The next day, Daredevil, Shanna, and the chief meet with Foggy at the hospital, and Shanna unloads a ton of exposition from the stories from her own canceled comic. So months ago, the Mandrel had been captured by S.H.I.E.L.D. Shanna was able to defeat Necra, but the vampiric baddie wouldn't fill the... What the hell? Oh, but the vampiric baddie wouldn't fill in the she-devil on her father's whereabouts, which was the main point of all this. But Necra escaped, and Shanna learned that her father was dead. Well, that's a downer. By Worse yet. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Worse yet. Dead. Than... Stop. <laughs> By telegram, yeah. It's like breaking up with somebody over email. Uh, the mandrel had been freed from S.H.I.E.L.D. custody when somebody, wait for it, sliced open his cell. Two mm. guesses who that is. Um... Yes. A Ginsu salesman? Yep, yep. Well, you got the first one. Uh, as soon as Shanna told her story, the hospital... Wait. As soon as Shanna has told her story, the hospital comes under attack by the Silver Samurai and the Black Spectre to- Stormtroopers. And the bad guys are joined by Necra in a kidnapping of Shanna. And they knock Daredevil out, leaving him behind. Shanna is introduced to the Mandrew, who wants to know how she can resist his charms. Because she didn't take the roofie. A face like that? Yeah. <laughs> he pulls off another mask, and it's Bill Cosby. Oh, sorry. Oh, too soon? No, I think I think we're over it now. Mm. Uh, Daredevil comes to the hospital lawn, or comes to on the hospital lawn, <laughs> and changes to Matt Murdock, and then he has a cup of coffee with the hospital cafeteria with Candace Nelson. Because why stress, you know, the world-ending, you know, terrorist organization just to have coffee. Later, Daredevil spots Black Spectre's flying headquarters over the Empire State Building. They're there to knock out the TV antenna, and he once again battles Silver Samurai. Daredevil the really ends was up... his element there. Yeah, <laughs> it's mine. Sky Samurai. Daredevil basically ends up being on the defensive in the whole fight, and he manages to kind of make a dent in the Silver Samurai's hide, but it's still not enough. So Samurai kind of, kind of had something in the sky. Uh, but make, basically, Daredevil makes a desperate leap to the rope ladder to the Flying Fortress, and Daredevil's vowing, as he's holding on to it, that this is war, Daredevil's war, as of right now. And the penultimate chapter of our saga comes to an end. Now, this is one of the things about this, this series of issues, you know, the whole, this is Daredevil's war, you know, nobody else should be involved. That's just, I'm finding troubling, somewhat troubling in the reread that it didn't bother me when I was... 12 years old mm-hmm. uh, is the whole fact that nobody else is 
reacting to this. And I know that's a common discussion with superhero comics. But the thing was there two issues ago and walked away. And next issue, and we'll get to that, but next issue we're going to hear, oh, the, the Fantastic Four and the Avengers can't get involved. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's like, really? Really? They're this gonna, is a plot to overthrow the, the U.S. Yeah. Eh, we're too busy. So, you know, that's that's a little troubling to me now just because it just doesn't make sense, but it's something you kind of have to gloss over to to enjoy this the way you should. Um, that said, I, I kind of like this. I enjoyed everything about it. The Silver Samurai, I guess they're going to change his his character model a little bit. Here he's drawn, uh, I would say, most similar in body type to the uh, Executioner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got those blue robes going on. They're gonna it looks make like him... the swordsman from from the oh, Avengers. But much, much more bulky and stocky. Yeah. You know, and eventually I think his his character model gets much more lithe and... Plus he's got like a hook on his other hand. Yeah, I never noticed that until the reread also. Oh, wow. That that can't be wise on a dirigible. Just saying. (laughs) Well, it's it's a metal dirigible. Oh, okay. You need to read the other issues. It just makes like nails on a chalkboard sound. (laughs) I really like the... uh, I really like the the big drawing where they break in and, you know, where they burst through the window to attack uh, and, and... Kidnap Shanna. I, I, I that's, just, that's, all, that's straight up pandemonium, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very. I think it's very kinetic. You could feel the motion in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, the glass. Yeah, there's there. glass, and they're they're hitting the cats first. Samurai's mm-hmm. going directly for Shannon. This, and I mean, they know what they're doing. Well, it's the, actually the, uh, a well thought out scene. One of the Black Spectre people is is I guess they're gassing the cats and punching Daredevil at the same time. Yeah. No, it says ray guns blast stunning the leopard, so they like, you know. Wow. <laughs> I, I think oh, this is, like uh, what was it, the, the first issue we covered, the one with the beetle, I think, was Bob Brown art. Yes. And I think this is superior Bob Brown art, which maybe Jim Mooney, I don't remember who inked that other one. I think this is much better than the previous Bob Brown effort, though. Yeah, and I think it does come down to the inks because the inks on that previous one, I, I want to say, was it Vince Coletta? I don't recall. I'll, I'll take a quick look, though. Sure. Um, don't wait. Sure, this was Jim Mooney, not Art Mooney? It was Paul Gulacy in nobody gotcha. 108. Nobody got that. Okay. No, nobody got that. I, I was I was hoping Paul would pick it up. I didn't uh, the, Avenger, the Adventures of Ford Fairlane? Oh. You know, I've never seen it. Oh. Sorry. Oh. If but Marvel we were, didn't add adaptation. We were just of it. talking dice clay before. Yeah. The, the, the art, you know, what, the, there's something off about this particular issue, and it's it's the fact that it's basically three fight scenes. It it is heavy fight scene. It's well, it's, it's fight scene exposition, fight scene exposition. <laughs> yeah. Fight scene. But I mean, I guess yeah. if you're heading to make the the final issue, the climax. You got to get some of that on the table and get it out of the way. Yeah, you, you, what you're doing is you're, you're setting it up for the climax. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, I think the artwork in this is is pretty solid. As I was saying, I, I think it's uh, I, I think the battle scenes have that energy to them. Yeah, uh, the Silver Samurai is drawn where you you know you can feel him as a legitimate threat in this. Uh, I like the scene when when the the cats come to help him and. Uh, 
and they're all trying to beat on him, and he eventually just throws them all off at once. And Shanna's still in her nightgown. But then he has I, to go lick his wounds. I am bleeding, so I will leave. Hold <laughs> uh, <it> a draw. <laughs> <laughs> You've got no legs. <laughs> really fucking. Yes, I do. But uh, you know, I, overall, like I said, I think this is much better as far as getting the st- point across. Uh, I like the fact that Necra takes Daredevil out with one blow. Yeah. You know, it's you know we were talking we've been talking about it through all of these issues but more so since they've been fully revealed that post this storyline you know Necra and the Mandrel were treated as kind of almost jokes in the Marvel universe but I felt they were presented as legitimate threats here and that they should you know should have been treated with greater respect going forward. I I, I still agree wholeheartedly. Although I mean. I have to get to the pa- the first page where you know where, where Mandrill is standing there with his his blue uh, tidy his tidy blueies on and his uh, his his belt with a diamond on it his gloves and his cape it's a, not the greatest costume. You mean where he's pointing at Shanna and thrusting yes. his crotch forward at her? Yes. Yeah. You know what would make that better if he had a Colt forty five in his hand as in the dream. <laughs> Like from now on, I I'm gonna, I I want the mandrel to speak as as Billy D. Williams. Really? <laughs> Fantastic. How about or, a Colt forty five? I could also go with him going with the voice of that guy, the uh, the most interesting man in the world. I don't know <laughs> from the from the beer commercials. But I can't do that one. I can do Billy D. How you, you doing, Samurai? Chewbacca? Yeah. My compliments <laughs> after the mission tonight. We'll consider your father's debt to me repaid. Every woman that comes up, well, what have we here? Yes. <laughs> it's not my fault. And to introduce her to our illustrious guest, Daredevil's former partner in Pearl, the Black Widow. But I, I could also see, you know, he has people beat, beat, you know, the people doing his bidding, beating people up. And he's just constantly having a drink saying, stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs> and he's hatching, he's hatching like chicklings on the side of a mountain. Like the bald condor, that's right, because it was, it, was, it was like one of the last in the existence. But what if I wanna... he didn't have, have a smooth voice and he was just like really, you know, whiny or like, you know, Jerry Lewis or... Uh... Hello! Oh, oh the Black wow. Widow! <laughs> I was in stereo. She is but another member of my female army now, Dr. O'Hara. She loves me, as do all women... So I, don't, I don't know if I buy into this strategy of we're going to cut down, cut cut out TV and then the country will fall. Oh God, it would now. What? No, just cut the internet out. No yeah. Facebook. Oh my God, chaos. I, I, I think I think the country would be better off if we didn't have Facebook. Madness, madness. I say, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. And yes, it's true. This man has no penis. <laughs> and another point with a. I think that where they show what a threat the Silver Samurai could be is when he ta- he swings the uh, sword at Daredevil and cuts a giant piece of cement with it. Like it's nothing, yeah. Yeah, it just goes right through it like like a knife through butter. Whoosh. Yeah, but he's afraid of um, he's afraid of Necra. Well, because because she's got the power of hate. Hate. 
<laughs> I mean, after that one where she takes out Daredevil with, you know, what is that? The Necra neck pinch or something there? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a karate chop chop. Hate! <laughs> but then uh, the next panel, you know, she's like, uh, um, unless you care to match your power, match, care to match your power against that of Necra. And you got the Silver Samurai going, no, priestess, I would not. Well, no, no, I'm good. I wouldn't want to mess with her. Well, she says you're wise because even your blade could not harm me. She's got the power of hate. So now Wouldn't tomorrow when I walk up to work, I'm going to see what I can get done with the power of hate and just start yelling hate at everybody. <laughs> you, just, you, just, you just go to a, co- a co-worker, yell out <laughs> hate, and then karate chop him in the neck. <laughs> well, that's Dave got a pink slip. <laughs> Dave, what the hell's going on? <laughs> he just karate chopped me. <laughs> Scream out of hate. I don't know what's wrong with him. He's yeah. been under a lot of stress lately. He's He's fine. Dave, we'd like you to go to Human Resources. Yeah. He put a mask over his eyes. He tried to run around and get running into the walls. Thinking he was <laughs> My radar sense doesn't work. I don't get it. Kept asking me if I want a Colt 45. <laughs> now, that may actually happen. I, I should just do all, do all my work with as Billy D tomorrow. He put a monkey uh, mask on and was, I don't I know should, what he's doing. I should do that at work. Every time somebody comes into my office, well, what have we here? <laughs> you got those TPS cover t- sheets, Kubaka? Did you say Stubaka? Chewbacca? Anyways. Why, am I, right. why do I have to go to a, a, a sexual harassment course at work? I don't <laughs> uh, until I went to a sexual harassment course, I didn't realize that harass was one word. <laughs> I like to think we're evolving as human beings. When we find out thing, you know, harass is one word. Mm-hmm. And just because the mint is at the end doesn't mean it's meant to be. <laughs> doesn't mean it's lesson. a candy. There you go. Dude, how about you put that mint on my pillow? All right. Harass but I, I, I do like the uh, the little thought bubble speech that Daredevil makes at the end. Made it, and I've made a decision, too. I've been beaten and battered and confused and toyed with long enough. I'm going up into the craft to put an end to this lunacy or die trying. This is war, Mandrill. War, as of right now. Actually, he said it a few minutes ago, too, Daredevil. I'm just pointing that out. A few hours ago for the, for Daredevil. Because yeah, he said it at the end of the last right? issue. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we get I mean, it. At, least, at least when I have exposition like this, at least I usually mumble it all out loud, even if it's under my breath, you know. I don't just, like, suddenly, you know, I'm quiet for all this, and then all of a sudden, this is war, Mandrill! What? Where did that come from? What's going on? <laughs> We're used to it, though. Yeah. So, let's be honest. Daredevil's in over his head. He's had his ass kicked several times in this sequence of events. He, he hasn't gained very much ground. I agree with you, Paul. I mean, I would have been called in reinforcements as Spider-Man. Yeah. The Thing, the Avengers. Yeah. I'd be going for all of them on this one. You think Captain America wouldn't be invested in a plot to overthrow the U.S.? Nah. What was he? Uh, no, he was still Captain America right now. Oh, right. no. Maybe. Was Even he, as no? Nomad, I think he would invest in this. Yeah. Not on my watch. Yeah, this, this, well, this would be probably right about the same time as the, uh, as, as that storyline when he gives up being Captain America. I don't think he's quite Nomad yet. 
Hold on. Right about now, Richard Nixon is putting a, a gun to his head at the same time that Mandrill's trying to take over Washington. So same cover month was Captain America number America. 175. It yeah. was right before. You're absolutely right. Paul nailed it on the head. <laughs> well, because I just remember this is all like very, very early in my comic collecting time. And I, and I remember, you know, which issues were coming out around then. So I knew it was around the same time. So Washington's really under siege here. <laughs> Do you ever fear that, that someday, you know, the mind starts going for guys like us and we can't remember our kids or our wives, but we can remember what issue of Daredevil you know, the, the foggy... I, the I fear that all school. the time. I wish I was joking, but a little a little scared about that. Mm-hmm. Or well, rather, I hope you know, one way, that, that would be the only way that I could communicate with people in the outside world. Yeah, no. probably. It might be that or, or like Star Trek references. That's <laughs> through, Pain! Through, 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 Devil in the dark. Through geek metaphor. Yeah. I need my pain. I want my pain. It makes me who I am. He's not wrong. I could make a case for that, but that would be a big tangent. Mm. <laughs> that would be quite the tangent. So, we got any more commentary on this one, or are we going to rate it? Uh, I mean, other than Daredevil being win way over his head, not not a lot more to add. <laughs> but just you know, just to stay on that point for a moment, is that's what you want to do. That's what you want to set up, and I think that's what Gerber did really well here. You know, you're at a point where he's he's being the aggressor, which is not usually the case going into the ultimate, you know, the ultimate chapter, because usually, mm. you know, it's darkest before the dawn. So usually you have them like totally defeated, but he's got them in a situation where he's in way over his head. He's get, you know, he's he's determined to, to beat them out, you know, because of the type of storytelling you're going to get that he will be successful at the end. But. As a reader, you're sitting there saying, well, how the heck is he going to win this one? And I think that's kind of a cool place to be, you know, walking into the final chapter. True, but Daredevil has been traditionally smarter and used his brain and didn't go in, no pun intended, blind. He doesn't know what's on that dirigible. He's been on there. He doesn't know what's on there right now. No. but we got the, I mean, we know it's Silver Samurai, Mandrill himself. You've got the Black Widow who's, you know, out to, to get him. And he doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. Usually, Daredevil will use the the environment to his advantage. So, he, so? this is this is an emotional. No, I'm, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm actually making a point that this is an emotional response versus Daredevil's more measured, thought out response. Not because Daredevil's just been pushed too far. Anymore. Basically, yeah. yeah. Well, you think about it too. Not only has he been, you know put through the ringer in his superhero role, but he's also been, you know, going through a lot of stuff in his personal life here where, you know, he, what Matt Murdock had something happen in his personal life. (laughs) Please. (laughs) This is nothing. Wait till you see what happens in 20 years. Okay. But for now, (laughs) you know, he and the, he and the black widow kind of broken up. He was, pining on Moondragon, and she told him, you know, she's just too weird to have a relationship. And uh, he's just kind of like... Wait, 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 wait. She told him? Yeah. Or he told her? No. No, she told him. him. Oh, she's got some... some, Never mind. (laughs) His best best friend was shot and is still in a wheelchair right now. And his best friend's little sister's macking on him. And he's responsive to that. Creepy. 
Yeah, more than yeah. There's a reason I think that Foggy never introduced them. <laughs> well, once she's blonde, and that never works out for anybody that Matt dates who's blonde. So Matt can't tell either. So <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure his radar <laughs> sense doesn't doesn't tell him color. You smell yeah. blonde. Mm. <laughs> so okay, so uh, I think it's time to rate this. I, I will go first. Cover, I will give a C. I mean, it's it's pretty much perfect middle of the road. Uh, story, I will... I'm going to give a C-. Because a lot of it was necessary, but it, it became repetitive by the end of the issue. And then the art inside, I will actually give a B. Because it's, it's, it's very... It's a little more than serviceable, so it's well above average. And it's, it's his Shanna, his Candace, they look great. So I guess that averages out to, I'll give it a C plus overall. Okay. I'm a little higher on this than you are. Um, I think the cover is, is pretty interesting. I kind of like it. Uh, you know, I find I, this, as a kid, this would intrigue me and make me want to pick it up. So I'm going to say a C plus on the cover. You know, just a little, just slightly better than average. Uh, the interior art, I think this is as good as you're going to get with Bob Brown. I, I I like it. I think the storytelling is good. I think the action is pretty well portrayed as far as the angles and everything that he's chose. Uh, so I, I, I'd say the artwork is solid. I'm going to say I'm going to say a B on the artwork. And story-wise, none of what bothered you bothered me. I kind of liked it. I felt that we were moving along. We're setting Daredevil up in a, in a place where, you know, the odds seem to be just ridiculously high against him. My biggest qualm is the fact that, you know, it's just kind of lame excuses as to why nobody else is there to help him. But I can deal with that. So I'm going to say a B on the story, and I'm going to give the uh, book overall a, a B. Okay. Hmm. Uh, cover... Uh, <laughs> I just kind of... Maybe a little bit of a grammatical error. Uh, the Silver Samurai says, "Tell your mourners, fool, that you fell a fell a hapless victim of the Silver Samurai." And I was like, "Well, how is he going to tell his mourners anything if he's dead?" <laughs> Take it, I didn't catch that. He should no. say, "I'll tell your mourners, fool, that you fell a hapless victim." Nobody said the Silver Samurai is bright. In fact, during the issue, I think he <laughs> he kind of comes off as a big dumb muscle guy. But I don't know that. Um. It covers all. It's all right. Um, I think I'm going to give it a C plus B minus. Um, I don't think it really said anything about that ghostly image on the first splash page of that like looming picture of the samurai with the big lips. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's got his funky helmet, but you know that's his true colors right there, or what he will be later. Yeah, the silver samurai. But uh, um, the interior art, um, gonna go with the B. And the story, I'm kind of coming in on the end. I, I hadn't really caught up with the other parts, but but it did get me back up to speed with what's been going on pretty quickly. It was e- easy to follow. Uh, I'm gonna give it like a like a B minus. So that's uh, about a C plus B minus for me. Okay, so that brings us. To our final chapter. Hold the applause till the end. Yeah. So we have a cover by Gil Kane with uh, 
Daredevil and the Mandrill in hand-to-hand combat by the Mandrill Idol that we've seen earlier in the, in the series, uh, with Mandrill's female army cheering it on. Da, and, da, 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 da. Uh, Mandrill is saying, you tracked me halfway across a continent, masked man, only to meet your fiery doom. Mandrill cries, well, murder cries Mandrill. Hasn't he chased them all the way across the continent? Because weren't they in San Francisco? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, pretty much. The uh, Black Widow has made her way back into the uh, cover. It's, but it's just, the, the title just is Daredevil Man Without Fear. It's not giving her credit or anything, but she does have her little picture at the top. So I, I think it's pretty solid, and we'll move on to the story, and we pick up right where we left off. Despite Daredevil's weight on the rope ladder to the dirigible, it's waving in the wind and you know, not, not showing any sign of his weight holding it down in any way, way shape, or form. He's on that ladder, and the uh, TV antenna of the, uh, at the t- atop the uh, Empire State Building is actually in the process of falling. And we have a perspective on the splash page looking down into the street, which brings me to what I didn't bother mentioning, that once again our writer is Steve Gerber. This time around, Gene Colan is back as the artist. Frank Giacoya inked it. Uh, A. Kowecki is the letterer. Petra Goldberg is the colorist. And Roy Thomas is the editor. The title of the story is Death of a Nation. And they, they give us an instant synopsis at the beginning. The mandrel Necra, his priestess, and Black Spectre, his female army, are about to overthrow the United States government. Instant synopsis part two. While the sightless adventurer Daredevil mounts a rope ladder to Black Spectre's jet craft, members of that army have toppled the Empire State Building's broadcast tower. DD's supersensitive hearing takes in the sound of each beam buckling, bending, and cracking. And from there we go on to the next page where you see that antenna crashing to the ground. There's people down below. Uh, it looks like the devastation would be very significant, and there's probably a lot of dead people down there. Daredevil continues to climb up the ladder, but as he does, he's met by Necra, the Princess of Darkness, who I think is, I'm going to even throw in my commentary, that I think she's very well drawn by Gil Kane here. She swings her feet and kicks him off of the ladder, but he uses his billy club to catch the bottom rung and make his way back up. He swings around and actually gets the high ground on uh, Necra on the ladder. And she says, it's not possible. And he says, I bet that's true. But let's say we table the question for now, at least until I'm safely inside your lead balloon. But as he goes in, he's grabbed by the mandrel who no longer feels the need to have his black spectra, uh, you know, extra secret leader commander robes anymore. He's just <laughs> hanging out in his Planet of the Apes kind of outfit. Daredevil See, I was, was going to go with, like, Son of Frankenstein outfit. but well, Yeah, that's probably mm. a better comparison. So I'll, I'll, I'll adopt your, your description. Daredevil flips him off, but he... Uh, <laughs> no, he doesn't, he, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't give him the finger. He actually flips him over his body. Uh, and the mandrel manages to land on his feet. And that catches Daredevil off guard, but Mandrill says, Fool, I am as agile and acrobatic as you and far stronger and more vicious, man in red. So the two of them keep battling, but then Necra comes up from behind and gives the hate karate chop to the neck again, knocking Daredevil out a second time. Hate! So they, they take him away, and Mandrill is planning his 
his uh, takeover of the country. We cut from that scene to Foggy, who is still recuperating from his bullet wounds in bed. And this is where we get another lame excuse. Uh, what's his name? Ca- Captain o- o- Police Commissioner O'Hara says, uh, you know, where, where are our heroes now that we need them? And Foggy says, the Mandrill sent threats to the FF and the Avengers. He claims to have planted an A-bomb under Manhattan. Until they know if it's a bluff, they're helpless to act for fear to set it off. So all you have to do is say, I set a bomb, and they'll, and, and they'll stay home. I, I'd just like to point out, you know this is the 70s because they're smoking a cigar in a hospital. Yeah, yeah in the hospital room. <laughs> in the hospital room. Don't mind this oxygen tank over here. <laughs> so well, that got awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so mo- moving on from there. Truncate silence. Uh, yeah, the truncate will take care of that. But uh, we, we cut back to the dirigible where Daredevil and Shanna are strapped to some uh, some tables. Which Is are that Daredevil or D.B. Cooper? Because of the thing on his chest there. Yeah, he's got the yellow DD on his chest for one shot. Uh, there, uh, it just almost reminds me of like the way they had Lou Costello in uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, where they were going to switch his his brain with the Frankenstein monster. Mm-hmm. If anybody remembers that scene. But, oh yeah. Uh, you know, ne- Necra, the Mandrill, and the Black Widow are looking on. Black Widow are doing it silently, and the plan is that once uh, once their takeover is complete. They're not killing them yet because he wants to do some experimentation to find out how Daredevil's radar sense works and how uh, Shanna manages to resist his hypnotic power over women. So they leave the Black Widow to guard them. And when Daredevil speaks to her, she says, I obey love only Mandrill. So they, they have to not only... Me love you, Mandrill, long time. <laughs> they have to not only take over the country, but they have to do it in a very symbolic way. So... In addition to them going to the uh, capital, they also are bringing the giant mandrel uh, statue. Giant naked mandrel statue. Ooh, it's like the girlfriend sneaking her stuff into your bathroom, <laughs> slowly moving in. Put this twenty-foot statue in your front lawn. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a huge, a huge splash page where they're lowering the statue onto the lawn of the White House, and aha, uh, and. Go ahead. This picture is wrong. The White House is turned in the wrong direction. Oh, yeah, because I see the Washington Monument. Mm-hmm. That it's flipped. It's 180 degrees. That's what I was telling you earlier, Paul. That was, okay. that was what, what I caught, that it's it, it was a little bit of an artistic error because the round side faces the Washington Monument, and here we're seeing the round side on the wrong side of, of the of the White House. Okay, the square side. Would be I didn't understand. know that. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, good point. So we we have a double plate page splash of this while the you know the the Mandrill's army is down on the ground. They're doing some sort of gyrations. There's one who looks like she's doing a. Uh, like a while the while the jet is blasting the hell heck out. Yeah. Of yeah, she's like flipping, and then there's another one with her, you know other ones with their arms in the air, but. You could see all the way to the left that one of them's actually taking off the Black Spectre uniform. I, I guess they yeah they've all taken them off. They're down at the yeah uh, at the base of the statue. Yeah, I guess they've decided there's no reason to have those uniforms on anymore for whatever reason. This is like mm. Prince's halftime show. <laughs> <laughs> so 
the uh, the army soldiers are, are really like not even holding them back or not even making an effort. Uh, you know, the, the mantle shoves one of them aside, says, stand aside, Claude, your commander in chief so orders as he makes his way to the Oval Office. And uh, he declares, we've done it, my priestess, after all these years, after all the long years of torment, we've won. So while that's going on, Daredevil is uh, is making his plea to the Black Widow, again, reminding me of Luke Costello talking to the Frankenstein monster. <laughs> uh, but what he does is he, we have a little bit of a flashback to our first issue. And if you'll recall, there was the scene there where the, the muggers were beating up the lady and the Black Widow you know, really just kind of lost it as she tried to almost kill the mugger. And Daredevil kind of brings back the a description of that scene and that snaps her out of it. So she uh, she releases him and Shanna. And, uh, you know, now that she's on their side. And so the three of them with jetpacks that would make Andy Leyland jealous, uh, that they, they're helped by uh, by Shanna or by the Black Widow to, to find out where these jetpacks are and what they could do with them. And they burst into the Oval Office for a final battle. And the, uh, what is it, Daredevil takes on the Mandrill, the Black Widow takes on Necra, and Shanna takes on the uh, soldiers. And there's so, there's so much going on that the, the power of hate can barely hold off the Black Widow's stingers, I guess because she's being distracted somewhat. So then we, from there, the, the Mandrill comes out of the Oval Office and we get a, uh, a fight scene between the two of them, him and Daredevil. Daredevil is about to be defeated when the uh, dirigible blows up because they had booby-trapped it before they left it. That distracts the Mandrill for a second, allows DD to get a kick into the face. He falls off the building and Daredevil actually feels some guilt that he killed him. Uh, we learn that when the explosion went off, Necra's concentration was was broken and she was able to be knocked out by the Black Widow Stinger. They go out to the grass and they notice that there's no sign of the mandrel there, almost like Michael Myers at the end of Halloween. And you can just hear that music playing. There's no trace of him. Either his warriors bore him off or he landed on his feet. For all our efforts, his evil may still return to plague us again. And that's the end of our saga. When a mandrel's little airship blows up, doesn't he look like he could have a little tear in his eye there? (laughs) In this panel? My airship. (laughs) So, what do you think of the conclusion? Was it epic enough or did it go too quickly? I thought it was, I mean, you had destruction in New York. They took over the White House in, in, in high fashion, by the way. And it's, they won by the skin of their teeth. But they won, the good guys. Mm-hmm. Where was the president? Did they, like, shuffle off down in an underground bunker? Well, he's probably in Captain America right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, they won by the skin of their teeth, but... <clears throat> what what happened was, ultimately, what brought them victory was the fact that they blew up the dirigible. That's what broke the Mandrill's concentration, and that's what broke Necra's concentration, and that's what allowed each of them to be defeated. So it was kind of their, uh, you know, their own plan that did it. Yeah, I mean, they did think ahead. 
you know, I, I don't know if that if that worked out exactly the way they thought it would. No, but it certainly had its effect. I think the artwork in this issue is really nice. I like Gene. I love you know. I love Gene Colan. Period. Mm-hmm. The only panel that I'm not crazy about that I look at and it just doesn't seem to go with the rest of it is during the initial battle between Daredevil and the Mandrill uh, on uh, page 10. There's a shot of the Mandrill's face where it just does not look Gene Colan-like to me. No, I noticed that too. Is that on that four-panel four page? Yeah, it's, it's yep. the, the second panel. The top of, yeah, yeah, it's cartoony. It's a little, little, little too simplistic. It, it, it needed a little bit more detail, a little bit more subtlety in the coloring, uh, and, and then it would have been fine. But for some reason, it, it's it's a little too... It's good, but it's not Gene Colan good. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just going to put it on the table. Because one of the things that stuck with me after this was was the question of, uh, did, did the Mandrill rape Black Widow? My thoughts, if I had to answer that, is yes. Yeah, I've, I've suspected it. Because that undertone is there, where she's like, Matt, forgive me. Where is the line? Give me two seconds. Uh, I couldn't help myself, I swear. Yeah, I, 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 that fiend compelled me to somehow to obey. Yeah, that, that makes the mandrel that much more icky. I mean, just... Yeah, not that only much here, more creepy and, and just yeah. detestable. Well, and... I mean, it doesn't directly say that... I mean, he had control of her, and she... Doesn't say there was any physicality to it. She doesn't say it. You, you have to read between the lines to mm, get yeah. to that. It's a code-approved book, so. Mm. That's one of the undertones. I mean, the Mandrill has all these. I mean, the, the Mandrill's uh, by by our standards unattractive. He was rejected. He has this power over women. He's he's, I mean, he's an asshole. So it would it, it, there there'd be no surprise if he he's had sex and initiated every one of these soldiers. Hmm. Because he's that kind of creepy. Yeah, he really bunch, is. bunch of little mandrels running around. Okay, <laughs> you're just fueling my idea for a mandrel miniseries. <laughs> mandrel is basically the most interesting man in the world, and there's, he's, he's gathering his children, his illegitimate children. There it is. Yet another pitch. <laughs> there's this gold here. There's gold. Children right of the mandrel. <laughs> but I, I, I found this very satisfying. It's... it's you know, it's open-ended in that the Mandrill could have survived, but it's, you know, it concludes the story well enough. Uh, you know, the I, I don't know that the country would just kind of bow down as quickly as they do here. But other than that, you know, it's you have to have you have to accept certain conceits that the, you know, the other heroes aren't getting involved, that uh, <laughs> that the country's like, well, you know, what can we do? How can we fight Ape Face here? Yeah. <laughs> So. Well, nowadays this wouldn't work because they would have blown that dirigible out of the sky <laughs> once it when, once it got into Washington airspace without proper uh, proper authorization. Oh, I'm you're sure not joking. Poof, would have been gone. Mm-hmm. Squirrel I'm gets on the White House over. lawn, you yeah. know, and then they're they got the snipers out. Yeah, and that's not an exaggeration, by the way. Well, but other than other than some of those factors, you know, some of the just the, yeah. you know the oversimplification of of the story, I would guess I'd call it. But other than that. You know, I, I really enjoyed this as a read. I loved it as a 12-year-old, and I still enjoy it as a much, much older than 12-year-old. I think the best thing about this is the last page. The fact that, yes, it's a victory, but it's not a clean victory. Shanna still hasn't gotten the kill of her father. Mandrill is still out there. Black Widow and Daredevil are still broken up. 
and may, maybe mm. worse for wear on top of that. Yeah, we stopped the bad guys, but at what price? Mm-hmm. And the bad guy's still out there. It's a very Marvel ending. That yes. yeah, we're going to give you the victory, but you're going to you're not going to feel great about it. You get the win, but it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. And there's still, I mean, you think about it. I mean, there's still damage in New York. There's still any well, number of things the Mandrill has done along the way. And well, they said they knocked toll. out a bunch of. Uh, TT, uh, it just wasn't New York. It was TV towers all over the country. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, just the, the Empire State Building one clearly killed a bunch of people going down. There's just like no doubt about it. So you imagine there's Chicago, Seattle, uh, Los Angeles. So mm-hmm. there's, I mean, the Mandrel, he's, he's like the, you know, a Wu-Tang of villains. He ain't nothing to mess with. <laughs> so, this was, I mean, and this, it, this is one of the things that made me pause when people try to say, you know, Daredevil wasn't good until Frank Miller came along. I think this is really good Daredevil. And this is on a big scale, too. I agree completely. This is a huge scale adventure. It's I mean, stayed, it's something it stayed with me for 40 years, you know, mm-hmm. and I remember I, I'd, I'd read these and you I mean, years ago when we first talked about it, you're like, I, I want you to do the Black Spectre rereading it. That was what, three years ago, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was three, years uh, maybe ago. more. It would have been. Yeah. And, and the, the first Eternal Con. Yeah. And it's it stayed with me. And it's something I mean, clearly we, we, we were very invested in it because we've talked about doing it for years. And here we are. But sometimes, sometimes you get invested in something, you want to do it, and then you read it, and you're like, oh, my God, my memory of this was so much better than what it is. And I don't feel I, that way. I, I think this is as good as my memory of it was. Yeah, I would say it, it could have it could have been shaved a little bit shorter. It could have done with maybe four issues versus six. But even with the six, I mean, the weaker chapters still build towards a great climax. Just too bad that basically this book and every other book ignores the the collateral damage that just happened. Yeah, I agree. I think, but uh, what do you think, Bill? Uh, I hadn't really. I mean, I might have these issues. I'm not haven't dug through my Daredevil stuff yet. But um, yeah, a lot of my Daredevil reading has always come from the Frank Miller period after. So this is, you know, it is interesting that you would have that it was a little bit more than just a street level thing that, mm-hmm. you know, because usually that's what you always think with with Daredevil or he may get involved with the larger players, but only in a guest shot or only in another book. But here this is going through his own book and it's it's, you know, it's 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 a pretty good story. And this, this it was this the origin of the Mandrill and Necra? It is not the first appearance of it. The origin came in was it the last one, issue one eleven? Yeah, I mean, yeah, one ten is the last one. one. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, I looked at one. I read one ten, uh, the prep a little bit for this, but I didn't go further back. So, but that's where it was basically covered what seemed to be their origins, and I was like, oh, I didn't realize that the origin was here for, because for some reason, like I said to you earlier, I always saw the two of them as like. Um, uh, Defenders villains. Ooh. Because that's where I seem to remember them, but unless I'm getting it confused with... Um, I think they did go in the... Like the Headmen? Later on at some point. That's what I'm thinking, too. But, uh, 
it wasn't quite as high profile as this. Their their mm. goals were a little bit different. Yeah, they seem to be kind of I, I don't want to say made a joke, but like powered down or not not as not as much a threat. Like are they, are these characters could work today easily. Well, according according around, to, according to Marvel Wiki, it says. Uh, I know I've seen Netflix somewhere. So Mandrill's still dedicated to world conquest. Conquest organized the Fem Force, another woman's army composed of American radicals and dissidents. Aiding them was the third team of evil mutants Magneto had organized and abandoned. A group he called the Mutant Force. Uh, and it's yeah, they went up against the Defenders. Hmm. Okay. So that did happen. But have they been around? But they, I think they've been treated. I think this this was the high high point of the respect that they were oh, that, they reached, that they uh, were given by writers. I think after this, they were treated as more, you know, more jokingly. Mm. Stiltman level villains. Yeah, and I, I think they're better than that, and I think you know that. To me, that's that's lazy writing if you can't make them better than that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Steve Gerber did, and I guess we could rate this issue. And Who I like the, the Gil Kane cover. Oh, it's Gil Kane. Okay. I don't think it's the best of Gil Kane, but I think it's pretty solid. Um, again, I don't like the fact that it has to just be two thirds the cover. I would rather it just kind of extended in and there were backgrounds. But this is what they did. Uh, I'd say it's a solid B cover. It's uh, exciting. It's kind of something we are going to see effectively in the story. Uh, the interior art, Gene Colan, really solid. The only one, sh- there was one panel that I didn't like Mandrill's face in, but other than that, I think I liked everything in this book. So I'm going to give it, just because there's one panel I don't like, I'm going to give it an A minus instead of an A. <laughs> uh, but it, But it's really good. And the story, it's a satisfying conclusion, satisfying from a reader point of view. But as Dave said, you know, they're still, you know, it's not complete and total victory. They really, you know, it's a bittersweet victory. Uh, there's the, you know, the one aspect of it that I keep harping on is the lack of other people for silly reasons. You know, they did throw a line in there to try and explain it, but it's just kind of a not really believable excuse. Uh, I'm not going to take too many points. At least he did try and explain it away. So I'm going to say a B for the story, and overall I'm going to give the book a B plus. Bill, go ahead. Um, yeah, the Gil King cover is cool. It's uh, something we're we'll see, well, you know, maybe not this exact scene, but we'll see all these elements in the book with the you know with the fiery statue and and Daredevil and Mandrill fighting, and his army gathered around the statue. Um, that opening splash is pretty cool with the with the tower snapping off because if you you know you 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 might have forgotten i mean now we went from straight from issue to issue you might have forgotten that you know from month to month and all of a sudden oh yeah that's right that's gonna fall and uh, yeah we see the you see the consequences pretty quick and it's you know pretty pretty gruesome well for as gruesome as this book can can you know get with the code on it um, so the art, yeah, that opening page is pretty cool. I, I don't know, I don't know if they made the choice to leave everything washed out, 
as showing maybe Daredevil's sense because you know, like everything doesn't. It's detailed, but not detailed. You guys know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, the further back we get away from Daredevil, the, the more the, we lose detail. The right. uh, the buildings start to become just outlines of buildings. Uh, there's really no color except for the Empire State Building, which is drawn in a grayish blue color. Right, um, but it could be like a radar sense thing. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think you I know. think it may be a combination of radar sense and just kind of a we want you to really focus on what's at the center of the page. Right, right. So um, I think art-wise I'm going to give it uh, – yeah, I'm going to give it an A. And then the story, you know, I mean, the villains kind of win, but it's only because they get a little distracted and the heroes find a way to, you know, to get out of their conundrum that they're able to to seize the day and, uh, and half of the villainous team gets away. So the story, I'm going to give the story uh, like a B plus. So did I give the cover a rating? What did I give the cover? B plus. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, so B plus, A minus, I'd say. I'm, I'm going to Oh, lean except into for the- that major oh. thing with the, you know, with the white. I'm, I'm just kidding about the white house. Thing. <laughs> I, I, I just looked at that and I'm just like, there's something wrong with this picture. And I had like like Googled aerial shots of the White House and the the whole Washington Mall. And I was like, oh, that's it. It's backwards. That's what's wrong. But anyway. You know what they didn't have in 1974, Bill? Google. Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm going to lean towards the B-plus arena for the cover. I mean, I love the lighting effects. I love the layout. Um, I don't know... The bottom portion of the image feels a little off, but Daredevil and Mandrill and the statue and the flames, phenomenal. Um, Art, Gene Colon, A-, minus because because there are some spots where he's not quite full Gene Colon. That may be the inker, but that's still part of the art. Uh, story, I'm going to stick with the B+, plus because it was, it, was, it was a really big climax to a slow burn. So uh, B+, plus. That'll put me at about a A minus B plus for the book. I'll, I'll stick with the A minus just to give it credit. All right, cool. Uh, so that concludes our back to the binge trade paperback. But I do think Dave and I have already mentioned, and I think we agreed, we're going to do an episode in the not too distant future where we cover the two Shanna issues that introduce Necra and the Mandrill to the Marvel Universe and see how they were introduced. I know I've read those issues, but I really don't remember what happened in them. Not a lot. Not, I mean, I, I, as, as Shanna was telling her story, I'm like, I kind of remember that and that. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, but, we'll cover those soon. It'd be kind of cool to do a full series. We covered it in entire Marvel series. Well, the, the series is five issues, so you exactly. know, before we <laughs> do it, maybe I'll read all five, and if they are int- interconnected... Maybe we will do the whole series. Yep. All right, cool. Thanks for coming on again, Dave. Oh, thanks for having me. And thanks for joining in, Bill. Yeah, thanks for letting me sneak in at the end. You get credit for the whole thing, though. Oh, right. <laughs> we'll, re- we'll, we'll fix it in editing. You'll pop up for no reason. In- <laughs> I, do, I do have – I still have uh, what I call LMD Bill clips that we recorded one time. <laughs> there was an, an episode that he wanted to be on but couldn't. 
So I had him just give me a couple of cl- sound clips, and I interspersed them into the episode. <laughs> and, and I wanted to see if people would realize that he really wasn't there, and I don't think people did. It's nice to see how I'm really wanted. <laughs> well, it's just the power of or editing. Not. Yes, yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks a lot, everybody, for listening, and uh, see you next week. Wubba, wubba, wubba. <laughs> I just I'm supposed f- to have the fancy outros. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy, all rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Oh, mm. ah, oh, this, the aroma that just hit me. Mm. <laughs>